You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani. That's Tom Stryer. We're recording late Sunday night. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's going to listen to this Sunday night. I'm not sure if anyone's going to listen this Monday morning um, because I'm not sure any Vikings fan really wants to kind of remember that game. Uh, 31-34 lost the New York Giants. Tom, the season's over, um, and it, it just happened so, so abruptly. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like this crazy, chaotic, you know, memorable, yeah. possible, like whatever word you want to use, season um, should already be done. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember I was trying to formulate that question for O'Connell in a press conference, and I've listened to a lot of his, like, post-game speeches, and, of course, they're, they're cut and they're censored and stuff. Um, but you know, he kept ref- his refrains after wins, especially close wins is, you know, we're going to keep playing until they tell us we have to stop. Right. And you got the impression that these guys became really close. I know everything kind of is like that. But I think there are years where there's factions in the locker room, the older veterans, the younger players, the guys with longer contracts and the guys on their way out. But, um, you got the impression they just kind of wanted to keep this going and, my assumption going into this game, so the Vikings were three-point favorites. And if you looked at any other media, it sounded like they were like 10-point underdogs. And I kind of talked it up the East Coast bias that in a close game where each each team could win, right, you look at like a three-point spread base, it means, you know, like the home team's just favored. Um, I was like, well, of course, all these guys on TV who are from New York think the Giants are going to win. Um, but I think uh, – when you say abrupt, and I guess the way I phrase it to him is I was like, Hey, you kept saying you guys are going to keep playing until you can anymore. Did it feel abrupt? He straight up said, yes. Like he was just like, he went immediately to the the fourth down play where cousins checked down. Essentially he didn't have options deep and he goes to Hawkinson. who's the best receiver in this game. And it's just like, it's over. And um, to be honest, this is outside of the Buffalo game. The first result that really surprised me, right? The Buffalo was a miracle win. They were actually underdogs in that game. This is the first game I think Vegas got wrong favoriting the Vikings. And so I just like, I remember sitting there and be like, well, that's how it ends. A check down to TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, well, what the hell? Um, but yeah, weird way for this season that I thought it was going to end in San Francisco, to be honest. So I guess caught me by surprise a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you there for sure, Tom. I think everyone kind of felt like, at least internally in this market, like, fans even some media members to a degree like why is everyone talking about the giants like this team has won three games since like october uh they were right i guess like you know like the vikings it's something you've kind of said a lot this year on on the pod like they're just tempting fate they're doing it over and over and over again and eventually like 
the luck's going to run out. Like it felt like almost every time you thought the luck was going to run out to this point in the season, the Vikings would do some just insane, miraculous thing yeah. that like would make everyone believe like, okay, well maybe their luck will never run out. But uh, you know, when you look at this game and you kind of break it down, you know, just kind of what happened after the Vikings marched right down the field, um, it went up seven zero us bank stadiums, rocking. Uh, everything from that point forward, um, it, they were just chasing the game, and yes, yeah. and it's it's proof that like against good teams, and and I'm not so sure the Giants are like even that good of a team. No, yeah. but you can't just continuously chase the game. You can't just continuously say, you know, we're so battle tested in these one score games, we're going to come out on top. Um, yeah. I look, I believe that the Vikings felt like they were going to come out on top. I believed the Vikings were going to come out on top mm-hmm. even until that final possession, because they've done that time and time and time and time again this season. Um, and, and to your point, Tom, like when Kirk cousins throws short of the sticks on fourth down, when Daniel Jones takes over knees out the clock. And when the Vikings walk off the field, it like kind of felt like time slowed down. It didn't even yeah. feel like real life. It was like, wow. Like that's, that's it. That's over. Um, and, and it was kind of just a stunning way um, to kind of watch this season end. Yeah. I think to peel back the curtain here, we're going to go behind the scenes. Uh, I saw you getting on the elevator uh, to the game and you actually told me that the, what was it? The dolphins that tied up the game with the bills or whatever. And if, I thought you were yeah. joking. I thought it was a bit, and we got talking to the elevator lady and she's like, what are you thinking? And I was like, oh, I think the Vikings are going to win. And she, she said something along the lines of, do you think the spreads right? And I was like, yeah. And that gave away my, my assumption. Right. I was kind of like, you know, Vegas is usually right about this team. There's a lot of predictable nature, but the thing is like, take away the kicking. Cause actually Greg Joseph did his job. A lot of the demons that haunted the Vikings just haunted them in this game. Right. You think about like, They've done well on first drives. They weren't perfect, but this actually felt almost like the first drive against the Bears or whatever, you know, where they just dismantled them. And in fact, like it almost felt, you know, incongruent when I think Justin Jefferson was called sort of the line or whatever, sort of the uh, end zone. But you're like almost Mm -hmm. everything else, it almost felt a little too easy. It got rocking. They did the right thing. We had talked about how if you score on that opening drive and get a lead, you make a play left handed. But then we saw the lull, right? If anything, it was a shock that there was a third quarter touchdown, right, by the Vikings and stuff. And, like, this team kind of played a little bit on on a script in a season that was so – there were so many, like, unpredictable things, right? And I say this, like, the Giants are so well coached. You know what I mean? Like, like Dayball was just like, hey, Daniel Jones is running for a whole bunch of yards and so is Barkley. Let's just run running plays for Daniel Jones. I'm sure at one point he's like, don't throw an interception. Just run. No one's going to tackle you. You know, and, like – he just stuck to what's work, what works, which I, which every coach should do. It's, it's flabbergasting how many coaches figure out something that works and go, go away from it. And then you went Martindale, the, the defensive coordinator, known for blitzing. Post game, it sounds like these guys said, hey, he just dedicated more guys to Justin Jefferson. Like, that shouldn't be brilliant, right? But in some ways, like in the NFL, that is, right? So it's like, yeah, just throw a whole bunch of secondary guys in the secondary against Justin Jefferson. Make them beat with you with the other guys. I didn't think the Giants were really well coached. I don't think they're talented enough really to go anywhere. That's probably why this is more unfortunate. Is like the, the Vikings probably are a more talented team. But a lot of this, right, we can kind of predict. Well-coached Giants team. Some capitalize on some of the follies that the Vikings have had all year. No, you're absolutely right, Tom. Like, uh, it, it is baffling that sometimes 
coaches find things that work and then they don't just continuously do it. And your, your point about Daniel Jones, spot on. I think there was a stretch early in the game where like he ran like three or four plays in a row and it just kept working. And so they just kept yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, same with, same with stopping Justin Jefferson, you know, just throw more bodies at him. Makes sense. You'll, yeah. you know, it'd yeah. be harder for him to make an impact. Um, which is why, and you know, we're kind of bouncing all over the place. Like, which is why the, the, there was a play call early in the game on a Vikings from the Vikings perspective that yeah. like yeah. baffled me. Yeah. Um, because if we talk about you find something that works and then you just continuously do it, um, even though the, the, the giants were throwing a lot of pressure at Justin Jefferson, the mm-hmm. quick pass, the quick game was working early. Um, yeah. it, you know, it wasn't explosive, but it was just Jefferson gaining seven yards, five yards, eight yards. It was working. You went right down the field, 12 play drive to open the game. Giants, we'll talk about the defense. I mean, obviously yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. the defense in this yeah. podcast. Um, but, but the Giants come right back, score 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, the Vikings, they go three and out, but their third and one play, rather than just run up the middle with Dalvin Cook, which I understand why you might not want to do that because <laughs> running up the middle hasn't been very successful, yeah. or you know, running like an outside zone scheme, you know, just really living and dying with what has gotten you to this point throwing a quick pass to Justin Jefferson, looking for TJ Hawkinson, who you mentioned was yeah. the best player on the field for the Vikings today. Kevin O'Connell decided to draw up this trick play where he had Justin Jefferson go in motion, take a pitch behind Kirk Cousins, run to the right side of the field, and then just throw the ball wildly back to the left side of the field. And I get it. Like if that play works, if, if you throw into that vacated space and Kirk yeah. Cousins has nothing but green grass in front of him, everyone's like, Oh my God, what a genius call. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like too much risk to do in that situation, especially when to your earlier point about finding things that work and sticking with them, like you had a recipe for success with moving the ball, throw the ball to Justin Jefferson short of the line of scrimmage, throw the ball to TJ Hawkinson. You don't need to have Justin Jefferson, your best receiver, uh, throw the ball to Kirk Cousins, who as good as he's been this year is, is not exactly the pinnacle of athleticism in, in, in open space. Yeah, no, I actually think here's what happened on that play was I initially was like, that's exciting. Like I love it when Justin Jefferson throws the ball. I actually love trick plays. Like it's just from an entertainment standpoint. And I was talking to Henry Lake next to me and he goes, dude, that's the dumbest play I've ever seen run in that situation. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, dude, my like excitement entertainment factor overrode by like, is this a logical play factor, you know, in my brain? And I was like, yeah, that actually didn't make a lot of sense. I actually think it's more the bigger fault is you're throwing the cousins. You mentioned like, I mean, he has some some low key athleticism as in like, well, he doesn't really move in the pocket well. He actually like on a scramble can get up to a high speed. Um, but it just a like he's not known for catching the ball. He's a quarterback. Be, as you mentioned, like he's not as dynamic as, as like Hawkinson or Cook or whatever in the open field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I actually like that the Vikings had the discipline on the first drive where you have the disappointment that, that um, you know, Jefferson doesn't get the touchdown, right? And you go, yeah, just quarterback sneak it. Like he's the guy closest to the goal line, right? And I think in some ways he did this against Detroit too, like in Detroit where I was like, I know you could justify every kind of like, aggressive play he made but i was like man he feels like you're just playing like the underdog too much like you're just overthinking and being too cute this is another demon that came back to get him like hey just run it up the middle with crook and if he doesn't get it quarterback sneak you know what i mean like like that's how i think you have to play a playoff game and um 
you know, to be fair, I think O'Connell has a lot of merits. We know it obviously in the terms of the culture and how he treats his players, but like, I actually think he, he got a little better as a play call and stuff is, is this is a learn, right? Sometimes it's just keep it simple. And, and, and that's a fault. And the thing is you go back to chasing the, the game, it started there. And, and so um, just an unfortunate kind of decision there. And again, a well-coached team capitalized on that. And that's why the Giants kind of put the Vikings in the spot they did. Yeah. It, it just feels so weird talking to you now, like, uh, like with the finality of like, yeah, you know, like the playoffs are going to keep going and now we're going to go down to recording like twice a week because we're not, yeah. we have nothing to cover now. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll kind of break down more of like, you know, the touch points in this game when, when we come back.